Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You made us watch. Why'd you make us watch this? You made us watch something we didn't like. Next time we'll watch something we like. But we can't believe you made us watch. You, you made, made us watch, watch the, the baby. baby. Steve Devinney <sighs> suggested this on our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Schneider seconded it. Uh-huh. And also suggested that Alex Bozanovic, who does the Truthcast with me, watch it. Uh-huh. And Alex watched it and messaged me about it and said that it was really weird and reminded him of the No Pets script that DJ and I wrote, which No Pets has been <laughs> turned it's on into. Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. It's part of a horror movie anthology. And what ended up getting made is not what dj and i wrote so i'm not going to direct anyone to it or uh even (laughs) recommend it beyond that yeah dj and i wrote something good (laughs) (laughs) yes so the baby was made in 1973 Uh uh-huh it is classified as a horror movie which i don't think it is i don't think it's a horror movie it's like a unsettling movie it's like a it kind of reminds me of like a M. Night Shyamalan movie because it has a twist at the end. But not one of the good. <laughs> yeah, but like not a. No, no, no. Not like The Sixth Sense. I'm talking about like. Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water or like The Village, you know? I like The Village. I like The Village too, but I remember being disappointed by the ending. Being like, oh, that's what it is? All right. There is a twist at the end of The Baby. Which we will spoil for you. Yeah, which we will spoil for you. It's not a long movie, so if no, you want to watch it, you can yeah, watch it. It's an 84-minute it. long movie, and... I'm we haven't so really, confused. We haven't really done a thing where we've told people, like, hey, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it now. Allison and I both went into this movie completely blind. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that's the way to do this. So yeah. if you've haven't watched the baby but you have any inkling of doing that pause stop the podcast now watch it watch it it. come back okay now i assume you've either seen the baby before or you just saw the baby so all i have to say is i know right (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) i think we looked at each other when it was over and we were like what the fuck did we just watch it's not a slow burn no it dives right in like as yeah even as the opening credits are going mm -hmm. they're showing baby pictures there's like a picture where there's a teenager in diapers and you said in a crib that kid's a little old for that and then you see an adult so they tell you right from the get-go 
Like this I've is gone what's up. F- photos like this is going to be a movie about a grown adult living as a baby. Yeah. And somehow it gets crazier from there. Yeah. So basically this woman Anne is a social worker. Yeah, she's a social worker who is visiting the family just, you know, checking in as social workers do because of the unique situation where there's this adult who literally only functions as a baby. Supposedly he has some sort of mental handicap. Yeah, they they sort of say like, "Oh, it's like a it's a mental thing like he just never developed but it's like oh but he looks like an adult and i feel like right from the get-go too they also set up that previous social workers have disappeared under mysterious circumstances yeah they say that at least one who like kind of started to like get in depth about it totally disappeared and the police were like i don't know i think she just peaced out so they do address that so Anne, there's so much going on in this movie. Anne's <laughs> husband, uh, the, the family, ha- yeah, the hu- Anne's husband was in some sort of accident, and you think he has passed away. So she lives with her mother-in-law in their house, and it it, it appears the two are just grieving over the loss of their husband slash son, Roger. Roger. Who is not credited at all. Not credited at all. He must have paid big money for that. Yeah, he's like, take me out well, of the credits. I mean, really, he's an extra. Because he yeah. only shows up in Featured extra. He doesn't even, like, he doesn't say anything right. even. And then he appears at the end, because that is the twist. Yeah. Roger is not dead. But we'll get to that. Uh-huh. So the family is Baby's mom. Played by Ruth Roman, who was a, a journeyman actress. She probably most notably was the wife in, or one of the wives in Alfred Hitchcock, Strangers on the Train. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she came up in the 40s and 50s and she was looks going- like she was really into Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> right. She um, looks a lot like Elizabeth Taylor. She does look a lot like the poor man's Elizabeth Taylor. Mm-hmm. She almost was cast as Stella in Streetcar Named Desire. Which I could see. And then her daughters are Mariana Hill and Suzanne Zanor. And Suzanne Zanor, she's mm-hmm. in a Woody Allen movie and she plays discotheque girl. And she's yeah. in, I think, The Way We Were with Redford and Streisand playing dumb blonde. Uh, she was also on an episode of MASH. So she just kind of played blondes. She yeah. was in a hundred episodes of Days of Our Lives through the uh, from the late 70s mm-hmm. to mid-80s, which was kind of like an era of when my mom was watching Days of Our Lives. Yeah. But I don't remember her at all from there. I feel particularly bad for Marianna Hill because the baby came out in March 1973, the same month that she plays the second or third lead in High Plains Drifter, which is the first Western that Clint Eastwood both directed and starred in. Uh-huh. And I wasn't sure if I saw High Plains Drifter, so I was reading the Wikipedia plot synopsis of it, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I think someone got in and hacked the plot of High Plains Drifter because it was so crazy. So then I went on IMDb to find the plot synopsis uh-huh. of High Plains Drifter, and apparently it was not hacked. Oh. It's a bizarre Bizarro movie. Yeah, which I really want to see now. Okay. And there's a chance that I saw it as a kid. And just don't remember. And I don't remember, which I don't know how I could have forgotten 
but like it's so out there and mm. kind of groundbreaking for its time that mm-hmm. afterwards Clint Eastwood wrote John Wayne and said, "Hey man, do you want to do a movie together?" And John Wayne Wayne wrote him back and said, "You know, I just saw High Plains Drifter and you can fuck off." <laughs> wow. So they never worked with each other. Well, I heard John Wayne was kind of a dick. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Clint Eastwood's kind of a dick too. But uh I don't know. I guess I have a soft spot for him because he shot um, that one movie in Detroit. Where he plays a racist. Yeah. And it turns out that he's maybe, well, I, you know. He kind of turns it around. Yeah, I, I just don't like his politics. I don't know, his politics particularly. Well, he's pretty right-wing guy. He's an old white guy, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. High Plains Drifter sounds really interesting. Though. Okay. I, I know we're talking about the baby, but it's about a s- mysterious stranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> who goes to a small western town that has a deep secret. All the town folk aided in the murder of their marshal. Oh. So they call on this stranger to make uh, to get things right and help them. Mm-hmm. And he just starts taking liberties like really like he rapes the Mariana Hill character oh. right from the get-go. Cool. And and then at the end he like has all the town folk paint all the building everything in the town red and change the name of the town from Lago to Hell. So when the people that they're trying to protect the town from right in they're like what it says like welcome to hell so then clint eastwood takes care of shit and you find out at the end that the stranger was likely the ghost of the marshal which i'm like this sounds fucking crazy i want to see that movie all right poor 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 mariana hill you know what though she had some amazing party hair in this movie she had a very distinct (sighs) acting style which Which i call stare stare don't blink don't blink stone face she later became an acting teacher which i'm like "Mm." i remember there being a lot of acting teachers yeah (laughs) when yeah march 1973 was a big month for thrillers which i would call this a thriller more than anything yeah definitely um released at the same time as the baby was the exorcist oh soylent green Mm -hmm. wicker man oh shit and westworld Oh, my God. All All movies that I would consider to be thrillers as well. Yeah. So, Baby has two sisters. Right. Who kind of help care for him. Then there's, okay. Yeah, Jermaine and Alba. Yes. And then there's Mama. They're used to social workers checking in just because of their unique situation. So, then move forward a little bit in the movie and there's a babysitter. Who is who seems to be totally fine caring for an adult baby and totally treats him like a baby. And then he falls while they're playing and she tries to comfort him and he starts going for her boobie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. She's and played so, by Erin O'Reilly, who looks a lot like the final girl in the first Friday the 13th yes, movie, but is not Is her. not. Yeah. And she's like, it's fine. You can totally, I'll breastfeed feed you even though i'm a teenage babysitter mm-hmm. baby also is supposed to be 21 years old the actor who <laughs> played him david manzi who's actually named david mooney mm-hmm. uh was 32 when he made this oh no shit i could not even he, he well was. we thought he was 40 so. yeah true so the family comes home at this time of course and they beat the shit out of the babysitter and they're like if you they beat the shit out of a stunt double who looks nothing nothing like, like the her babysitter. and has a really bad wig on so they beat the shit out of her and they're like don't tell anybody about this or we'll tell on you so mm-hmm. so you kind of get 
the feeling that the family is used to kind of nefarious right things when it comes to baby so the social worker keeps coming over like and it's kind of established in the beginning that like usually they only come twice a year but she keeps coming like all the time like getting really multiple clo- times a week multiple times a week you know trying to get close to the family and prove that he can be more to act normal more adult yeah yeah that he needs to, that he can develop further. There is a scene where she goes and watches developmentally disabled children learning, mm-hmm. supposedly in the place that she wants to take baby. Yeah. What did you think about that scene? Would that scene exist today? No. No. It felt... Exploitive? Um, it, yeah. I was like, oh, this is horrid. Why are they doing this? Yeah. Because it's it's basically like saying, well, these kids are stupid, too. They're not. They're just... Like, some of them were just kids with Down syndrome. Yeah. It's like, that's they're not stupid. Like, it's not... That's And it could just be, this was the 70s, and there was just a huge lack of understanding of, like, what, like, educational and developmental disabilities are. Yeah, that could be. It was just a lot of misinformation, but that scene was really uncomfortable to watch. I don't really remember Down syndrome being part of my world, like really understanding it and understanding that it, it doesn't mean a mental yeah. disability necessarily. Yeah, it's just until a life s- goes on, yeah. which came out in nineteen eighty nine. So I don't know, maybe in nineteen seventy three it was so backwards that they just said, Oh, you look different so you must be, I, I, I don't know. I, I wish I did know. Mm-hmm. And I probably should have looked up stuff like that as opposed to what Mariana Hill was doing. Also in The Godfather 2. <laughs> wow. I felt like that scene was pretty gross. Yeah, it was a pretty gross scene. And not necessary to the movie at Yeah, all. there was no reason for it. Because it turns out that Anne doesn't want to take baby to get help to advance. So what I thought is I'm like, she wants to fuck that baby because of the scene with the babysitter. But you know who wanted to fuck that baby? His sister. Mariana Hill. Yeah. Who Jermaine sneaks into his room at night and takes off her clothes and gets into the crib with him. And I'm like, why is this happening? Yeah. And also, like, I don't understand why they even show that. It really did nothing. No, it's not like she played her relationship or feelings about baby any differently. Alba, the younger sister from the get go was like, we should have sold him to the circus when we had a chance. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, you know, Jermaine is necessarily really sticking up for him Mm -mm. at all. But it's also clear that the mom and the two sisters have swinging parties. Yeah. Uh, So I think they're all getting some of that good dick. Dude, something's going on. (laughs) That, uh, Michael Pataki, Dick, <laughs> who plays a, a character named Dennis. Dennis. Who's a real swinging, happening dude. Dude, at he's the, party. the coolest. He has the best jacket on. He plays Mime Number Four in Easy Rider, mm. Dr. Hoffman in Halloween Part Four, and probably his biggest role is he plays Nikolai Koloff in Rocky Four, which is like Ivan Drago's Russian kind of liaison sports announcer kind of guy yeah so you know also michael pataki became an acting teacher too (laughs) (laughs) okay i don't think anyone involved with this movie had any right to teach anyone how to act no this is a very campy movie it is very campy 
So the social worker keeps coming back and then they kind of have a falling out. And she's like, fuck you. I'm going to report you. The police are going to investigate. They're going to take baby away. So they trick make her things right by inviting her to baby's birthday party. Yes. Which is a swing in. Swing in can't be sexy party. Dennis is smoking the tiniest joint in the, the world. Tini- like at first I was like, is he just pretending to smoke a joint? Yeah. And just has his fingers together. And you're like, no, there's a joint there. And I looked and I'm like, yeah, there is. And then the family, the Wadsworths, mm-hmm. drug Anne and... Tie her up in the basement. Yeah, for some reason, take her upstairs. <laughs> and then take her... <laughs> and then promptly take her downstairs into the basement and tie her up. Mm-hmm. Baby goes down there and doesn't even really rescue doesn't her. Doesn't do anything. He, he breaks a jar there. and starts eating the shit from the jar. Which I'm like, there's broken glass. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? So, so Anne frees herself. And takes baby. And takes baby. And then the Wadsworths go to Anne's house, which they didn't know where it was. So they just drove until they found her car. They, yeah, they drove until they found her car, which was amazing. I was like, this is, it was one shot where it's just them driving down the street and then stopping and being like, that's her car. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They break into her house separately. <laughs> Yeah. The one sisters go first, and they go one way, and one goes the other way, and then they both- Jermaine has a gun, and Alba has an axe, I believe. I don't know. No, she has a flashlight. Okay, yeah, but Jermaine has a gun. Yes. They don't come out, so Mama Mom, goes in. Another way. Yeah. A third way. Find both of her daughters killed. Anne comes out with an axe. They tussle. They do tussle. And then Anne basically tells her- well, she like pushes her off of the stairs and she falls and breaks her leg. Right. Because Anne's mother-in-law charges her with a butcher knife. Mm-hmm. And so when she falls to break her leg, the mother-in-law goes to like kill her and she goes, no, wait, it's better this way. And they just tie her up. To just have a conversation with her. Yeah, just to have a conversation with her. So um, just real quick, they're actually having a pool built in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about... Yeah, I completely forgot so about this. So, through, like... How did I forget about this? The, like, through the middle of the movie and through the end, it's a big plot point where they're, like... There's literally just a dirt hole in the ground, and they're, like, they're gonna have water in it by the end of the week. It's like, no, they're not. No, they're fucking not. <laughs> yeah. So, they're basically just, like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, the pool's getting built. We have this pool in the backyard. We're having built. So, she drags the bodies of the two daughters... And the mom. And the mom into a hole they dug further into the pool. And then they bury them. That's right. I completely forgot about that. So they bury the daughters who are already dead and the mother who is still alive. In in literally like a foot and a half of dirt. Which I'm like, Uh she could just sit up. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) She broke her leg. She did, but still like... You know, no, you your can't leg. sit up when you break your leg. Like, she could just sit up. I don't know. Anyway. No, when you break your leg, you can't brush dirt off of yourself. You're right. You're or right. Or sit up. Then the big plot twist. Then the twist. Shock ending. Roger wasn't dead. Roger wasn't dead. He has a brain injury. And he's like a little baby. And Anne wanted a playmate for her husband. So that's why she took baby is because she wanted her husband to have a friend. So she didn't really want to put him in a hospital to help him. No. Nope. 
She wasn't really caring about his development at all. Mm-mm. It was... My husband needs a friend. He's yeah. lonely. And, also, and then they all splash around in the pool together. And it looks insane. Because, so, like, when they go into the bedroom to reveal Roger, he has his head, like, wrapped in this thing. So when they have him wrapped in the... to the point that he looks like a Koopa Trooper from Super Mario. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's really funny when they're in the pool because he's wearing a shower cap. <laughs> and then they're just bouncing around in these floaties like idiots. And she's, like, in between them, like... This is so great, my boys. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I watched the trailer for this. Uh-huh. The trailer is basically it gives away the the whole baby is an adult. And then the trailer is basically the sneaking around in Anne's house. Uh-huh. So it makes the movie look like a straight up like thriller instead of a what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So it was marketed very strangely. What do you think this movie was rated? Oh, Shit. Rated R? It's rated PG. Stop it. There's drug no. use. There's rape. There's incest. There's there's murder. There's mur- they show blood in it. There's no way this movie would be PG now. Oh no. Hell to the no. Yeah. Don't they swear in it? I don't know. I think she does. I think she swears in it. You get like one uh F bomb for a PG. I guess i don't listen this movie was so weird like i feel kind of icky about it you know what i feel ickiest about what this morning when woke up uh we were still in bed and i cuddled up next to you and i was like hey uh are we hooking up this weekend because uh it's the weirdest thing that movie made me really hard and you were like it did (laughs) (laughs) not like you didn't think like 100 percent. i was doing a bit i didn't know i was like this is this is a bit right i was like are you kidding and you were quiet and i'm like hey are you kidding and you were like yes i'm like oh my god thank god that movie was so there were so many like the things that happened like the sister like banging the brother i'm like this doesn't make any sense this doesn't contribute to the plot in any way it's just a gross thing i'm not without my fetishes but infantilism isn't one of them oh it's nasty i mean i'm not gonna kink shame anyone because i know that this but is it's a real incest so it's oh, illegal yeah, the incest is, yeah yeah but you know the if you want adults who want to dress up like babies, babies and stuff yeah. like that I, oh to each the, but here's own. the thing that they reveal is that like so at one point the social worker is like come on baby you can stand you can stand and the mom like walks in and she's like what are you doing and she's like what makes you think that babies you know like can be helped and she's like oh you know i think he can learn and she's like yeah whatever so then the social worker leaves and then it cuts to the sisters using a fucking cattle prod on baby and being like baby doesn't stand baby doesn't talk right so it's clear they've just like abused him into this state of development so that he's a like he literally stopped developing because they're like you're not allowed to grow i think they did say on our facebook group that there was a twist ending so because of that i thought the twist was going to be after Anne liberated baby he was going to go back to them Mm -hmm. and want to live that way but yeah no that wasn't the twist I thought she just wanted to fuck that baby. Like, that's what I thought. Especially yeah. after the thing with the sister. I'm like, oh, yeah. You think yeah. Anne ends up fucking her husband and the baby? I mean, probably, right? Mm. Like, a really weird menage a trois. Yeah. It's, uh... 
our friend Dennis Birdzak and I want to do a podcast where we come up with what the sequel would be to movies. Mm-hmm. What would the sequel be to a movie like this? I think the sequel to this movie would be this is what Anne's life is or maybe like it would be um like the investigation because the family just disappears right i don't know if anyone else knew that like baby was taken by the social worker and apparently Anne had other clients that she was neglecting to spend yeah. all of her time like so- they, like her boss pulls her aside and is like listen like i'm not saying you shouldn't do this but you know, you have other clients. You need to make sure that you're spending time with them, too. And she's like, yeah. I think the sequel is the LAPD does the really easy detective work of going, oh, here's the social worker who's way too interested. So they investigate and for the Wadsworth's disappearance and they find <laughs> their bodies because it's the next day because it wouldn't take that much time to narrow down like who did this. Yeah. And um, so I think the sequel is the baby learning how to adapt to being a, an adult in the seventies. But like the bodies are under the pool. Right. Well, they're not building that pool. The pool wasn't really going to get built next week. Well, Oh no, but the pool does get built. The pool is built. Like they're in the pool at the end. That's a good point. So the pool's already built. I, I don't know. Anne's going to jail and somehow the baby has to, has to like learn to be an adult. And I think he sees how like messed up society is. And he goes back, finds like a woman who shares that is a kink mm-hmm. and goes back to living as a baby. That's what I would make the sequel as. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. sounds right. You were saying the one scene couldn't get made, but uh, do you think this movie could get remade? Probably not. I mean, it's weird, like in the way, like, you remember when we watched Maniac with Elijah mm. Wood? So that's a remake. Yeah. And a much better. A much remake. better. Oh, yeah. yes, much better. So, I mean, I feel like, because Maniac's kind of weird also, and that's sort of like i mean it's not the same but it sort of reminded me of that in a sense where i'm like this is going off the rails like yeah i don't think this could get remade because i just feel like they couldn't it i think it's too touchy to deal with someone who's experienced that kind of abuse i guess i don't know like well i feel like this like the baby aspect I don't know. Like, I feel like the husband who's literally just being treated like a baby and the baby, I I don't see it. Well, the weird thing about this movie as it is, is it pulls back in some weird ways Mm -hmm. and pulls back a lot where I felt like it was constantly pulling punches instead of like really putting things out there. Like, it's not nearly as daring or risky as we're making it sound. Yeah, like it's. But I think you could do a full-on remake, but you'd have to go all in. And I came up with how I think this could be remade, doing kind of like the Suspiria thing Mm -hmm. of kind of expanding upon the original story, even though you and I did not like the Suspiria remake. I did not like the Suspiria. But, I mean, a lot of people did. Right. But we both liked the original Suspiria. Yeah, I love the original Suspiria. I think you could remake the baby, have it be a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. You know, he did The Lobster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did a movie called Dogtooth that isn't completely unlike the baby, Mm -hmm. where it is about a a strange family with strange 
shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he would be perfect to just let him write and direct a remake of this. And I think there's a way to update it and make it kind of relevant to today. Have Jake Gyllenhaal played the baby. Oh, God. Have Ruth Nega from uh, uh, Preacher. Preacher yeah, play Anne, the social worker. Mm-hmm. Have the mom played by Tilda Swinton, just because Tilda <laughs> Swinton Tilda is, Swinton is, is unsettling. Is, yes, Tilda Swinton may not be old enough for this, but I think the daughters, the older daughter, should be Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. So does that mean I've created a movie where there's a, a love scene between or a sex scene Ew, between Jake yes, and Maggie? Yes, no. and you make it more explicit. No, 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 no. You can't. No. The younger daughter is played by Lulu Wilson, who is in The Haunting of Hill House that we're currently watching. Uh-huh. And she was also in like Ouija and uh, one of the Annabelle movies. Like She's that girl who does a lot of horror movies and does it really well. Oh, um, the daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the mother-in-law should be Oprah. Okay. Because then you don't really suspect that something nefarious is going to be going on. Yeah. We still have to have some sort of Dennis at the party kind of guy. That's Crispin Glover. Hell yeah, that's Crispin Glover. But we also go full on diaper changing scenes, full on brother and sister kissing. You know what? No. And you just make this as upsetting as possible. You literally can't do that with Jake and Maggie. You can't. That's how I would make it. Okay. Well, that's literally. You literally can't do that. (laughs) <laughs> it's illegal. Like, that would be actual incest. You can't do well, it. They're not actually having sex, but they're going to... It doesn't matter. Simulate it. Uh, oh, I know, I know. Oh, no. Yep, it's you, upsetting. No, and no. I think that's the problem with this movie is it's not nearly as upsetting as it should be. <sighs> you know what? I'm upset. I know. I'm so upset right now. All right. So, um, <sighs> I know you don't know Stephen Davini as well as I do, but are you mad at him for suggesting this? A little bit. It wasn't boring. I was definitely like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. It was, I mean, it's it's just so unsettling, I think is what it is. It's just an uns, like it's... Ugh, and it's- like Louis Michael pointed out, our podcast isn't called, yay, we got to watch. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It is called You Made Me Watch. It is called You Made... And I do... Like, I I would not have sought this movie out, and it's not a movie I ever want to see again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Steven and Robert and Alex fulfilled exactly what we wanted for these segments or these episodes where we have our friends suggest movies. Yeah. They made us suggest they made a movie. Us watch this. They made us watch a movie. Every time Alex comes over, he has to drink out of the curvy glasses now. <laughs> He's not allowed to have a normal glass. We have curvy glasses that I thought were great. And as soon I like as, them. I like them too. And as soon as Alex saw them, uh, I don't even know what to call Keith, but Alex's significant other, I guess. His partner, I guess. His partner. Um, his boyfriend. His boyfriend. Uh, has the same glasses and Alex isn't a fan. Yeah, he doesn't Alex like them. Alex is just like, I just want regular shaped glasses. What's the problem? So whenever Alex comes over, I'm always like, make sure he doesn't get the curvy glass right. just to be a dick. So for now on, Alex is getting the curvy glasses. Yeah, no, like, he gets a okay. curvy glass every time. He gets okay. like seven curvy glasses. Okay. So uh, yeah, that was, you made us watch the baby. It's 84 minutes long and I really do honestly recommend this to other people to watch just because just it's once. yeah i mean i i didn't like it but 
Oh yeah, I'd never rewatch this again. I, I, I honestly, I just, I don't even know how to explain how I feel about it. Right. I didn't like it at all. It was weird. It was unsettling. I just, I feel unsettled by it. The way that you are reacting now is how I feel about having watched Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. All right. Well, also, one thing I want to say about Super Mario Brothers real quick that we forgot to say in the podcast is that um, Super Mario Brothers totally predicted 9-11. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a scene where they're like going back and forth between dimensions. They do the and, Thanos thing on the World Trade Center. Yeah, and it, oh, and it totally like there's a hole in one tower and then one uh, the other one is like halfway collapsed and I'm like, oh, my God. I... I haven't seen it since then so well, i, I can like, relate because watching super mario brothers was my 9-11 well anyway thank you for listening to you made us watch yes until next week bye-bye. bye bye